Hello, and welcome to Co-Opple Mode, a couple's opinion on gaming. I'm Matt. I'm Rose. And welcome from the rabbit-infested space waste of Mario plus Rabbit Spark to Hope. <laughs> After you've headshotted enough rabbits, you ready to move on to the next thing? Nope. I'm <laughs> going to play more Mario plus Rabbit Sparks to Hope for two more weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finish it. And then jam this game in right at the end? No. <laughs> we'll just skip this one. <laughs> All right, it's our now it's our Mario plus Rabbits podcast. <laughs> Let's get in. I think I'm scared because I saw you play like what was it Baldur's Gate or something last night? Yeah, that's what I was playing last yeah, night. Baldur's Gate 3. I don't want to do that. It's it's getting close to full release date and I was like I wanted to see what changes they've made since I've last played it. And it's it looked, kind of like you were making a whole new character. I uh, yeah, I was cuz my old saves are gone oh are they <laughs> yeah uh certain times when versions updated for that because it's an early access game the save files won't always transfer over um i think that's just how long it's been since i played it wow um so but it was kind of interesting to see some slight changes to the beginning of the game that was made since i last played it mm -hmm. uh like some things get moved around a little bit and it is really interesting and a lot of fun it's basically dungeons and dragons 5e the video game and it sounds pretty cool. It's pretty darn cool. So I'm excited for it to fully release. And then you get all the races and all the classes. So because they still don't have everything on the early access. No, yet. I did see they just added bards, right? Yeah. Yep. Bards just got added. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I'm going to play a monk. Monk's not out yet. It's like, dang it. <laughs> but that's that's the that's the thing that happens. You get early access. You don't get everything. And that's the way it works sometimes. Well, yeah, it's not Baldur's Gate. And uh, so I had, uh, I don't know, I guess a reminder is you missed out on a lot of games on a certain Nintendo system and you need to go back and play some of those games. <laughs> See, she skipped the console generation called the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, the SNES. I think that's fine. No, it is not fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely not fine. I some of the fine. best games and... The start of some of the best games came on this console. I disagree. <laughs> you ready to hear? Uh, you ready? You ready? Yeah. You're going to play Donkey Kong Country. Ooh. The original Donkey Kong Country on Super okay. NES. Because you love Donkey Kong I 64 Donkey Kong. so much. And it's uh, um, this is where this iteration of Donkey Kong essentially started. Yeah, thanks for bringing up. Hey, Nintendo, by the way, again... <laughs> Where in the heck is Donkey Kong 64 for the 64 emulator on the Switch? Why is that game not on there? Well, they you got to think. No, there's no excuses. <laughs> like when you think of the N64 mm -hmm. and the best games that were on there, why in the heck is Donkey Kong 64? I would put Donkey Kong 64 on there before Yoshi's Story. And I played the hell. I beat Yoshi's Story. <laughs> but come on. Donkey Kong 64 is the best. It's really good. I'm pretty sure it's copyright things going on with that. It's crazy that Pilot Wing 64 is on there, but Donkey Kong isn't. I think we'll 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 touch up on that later in this episode. We'll talk about some things that has happened. It's nuts. It's bananas. <laughs> it's bananas. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Donkey Kong Country was originally released November of 1994 obviously published by Nintendo, but developed by Rare, who had made games you might recognize, such as Banjo-Kazooie, GoldenEye 64, Conquer, 
And most recently, Sea of Thieves is the one they've been working oh. on. Yep, yep. That's a, that's a rare game. Uh, now, this game came out before, like, Metacritic was a thing. I mean, honestly, before the internet was much of a thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, the, lowest, the lowest review scores I could find was 4 out of 5 stars and 90 out of 100. Everything else at the time was giving it perfect scores or uh, like around 97 out of 100 or in that vein. Like that was the lowest stuff I could find. It People love this, this game. It ended up being the third best-selling game on the SNES of all time with a final tally at 9.3 million. Wow. Yep. You want to know the two games that beat it out? At number two was Super Mario All-Stars. That had over 10.5 million copies sold, and Super Mario World was at number one with over 20.6 million copies sold. Oh, wow. Now, I, I'm going to say this afterwards. All three of these games were pack-in titles at one point, and that meant that if you bought the Super Nintendo, you would get this game with it because that's all, how they moved consoles a lot. I mean, they yeah. still do that now, right? You can get God of War Ragnarok with the PS5. So that's part of the reason why these had such high numbers. But also, like, if you were waiting to buy a console, buy it with this game that everyone's excited about, right? It makes sense. At the time, Donkey Kong Country set the record for the fastest selling video game when it first came out it sold over 500,000 copies within a week and the sales reached 1 million copies in the US alone in 2 weeks wow so a uh, cool little fun fact in its second week on sale in the US the game grossed 15 million US dollars outpacing that week's highest grossing film at which grossed 11.5 million dollars oh what was that film in the Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> the Santa Claus oh <laughs> with Tim Allen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh I thought that was just a fun little fact. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> so funny. So yeah, people like a big monkey better than Tim. Allen. Yeah, they like the big monkey better than Tim Allen. <laughs> so <laughs> it it was cool. Uh, so in April of 1995. Following the huge success of Donkey Kong Country, Nintendo actually purchased a 25% stake in Rare, which they eventually increased to 49%. So they <laughs> own 49% of the company. Rare was the first non-Japanese studio ever to enter this kind of relationship with Nintendo, making them a second-party developer. Okay. So... Obviously, first party is Nintendo makes Nintendo games. Right. Microsoft makes Microsoft games. That's first party, right? Uh, and third party is when anybody else is making games for your company. But there is second party, which is like Rare, that usually the main company owns some stake and they make special deals with that company to make games for their console exclusively or like they'll help publish all their games for their console and stuff like that okay so that's kind of a cool little fun fact that rare they gave rare this chance to work with donkey kong which is one of their original ips and it, they made this really fun game and it was so popular like you know what you're worth working with and it really has worked out i mean they made so many good games that you remember especially on the 64 right mm -hmm. i mean golden eye Jeez. Yeah, That's I know. Right that there. was a huge thing. I, anybody who grew up in the 64 generation remembers hours and hours of playing GoldenEye. 
But like some of that reason they had such of those good, good 64 games was Rare was one of the first developers to even receive the Nintendo 64 development kits because of their relationship with Nintendo. They, so they knew how to make games for the 64. Yeah, so they had that makes sense. the yeah, they had the development kit so much longer than a lot of other people. They had the time to really work with it and see what they could do with it, ah. right? So I mean like getting that those development kits makes a big deal. Yeah. In 2002, Rare was acquired by Microsoft. Microsoft bought Rare. Really? So that was where that switch happened and but that's why I don't have Donkey Kong 64. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, Nintendo <laughs> has the Donkey Kong rights, but Rare did have some of the rights, I think, for 64. And so I wonder if oh, there's a bit dang. of a, 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 a weird Microsoft, mix up there. Microsoft, you're real nice. Come on, you'll work with them, right? They're, <laughs> they're super nice. I'm sure that I'm sure they would. It's it's. I think that it's not always that these companies don't want this stuff to happen. It's just that there's all that legalese stuff many, to make yeah. happen sometimes. So is it really worth it? And I think it's worth it to me. I know. I'm pretty sure Nintendo's <laughs> gonna get Donkey Kong 64 out there. Like just for example, we heard about the Super Mario RPG remake that's happening. Yes. Which is huge because that was originally made by Square Soft before they were Square Enix. And like I really hope that like Seeing stuff like that happen after so many years like gives me hope that most of these guys can work together to make something for us consumers that we enjoy. And you would think, because you mentioned how high the sales are for that game already just for pre-order. Yeah, you uh, would think I that. saw an article that said Amazon on Amazon, Super Mario RPG is the best-selling game on Amazon right now, <laughs> that, beating out everybody be else. <laughs> That should be a motivator for them. <laughs> if if that doesn't tell people like, hey, we want this stuff, which makes me, reminds me of something else, Sony, why haven't you made a Legend of Dragoon remake? <laughs> why haven't you done this? We've been asking for it for a billion years. Everybody wants it so bad. <laughs> and look at how it's, Nintendo beat you to the punch. They made Super Mario RPG. <laughs> But hopefully that'll kick them in gear. They're like, oh, yeah, maybe we could make some money off this. <sighs> okay. Sony doesn't like making my, money my, or giving people what they want, yeah. it seems like. Well, no, they like making money, but I don't know about giving people what they want. <laughs> okay, my, my vent is over. I'm over it. I'm moving on. So Rare saying when they made Donkey Kong Country that they did draw inspiration from the Super Mario series. They actually cite Super Mario Bros. 3 as their primary influence on their level design. They they wanted to make this game so it would like flow seamlessly as you play the game. Like the objects would time right all the time. And um, the one of the creators said that although the concept of speedrunning wasn't like s existing at the time. Right. That's kind of how this game is designed. And it, it really is. And when you play this game, you realize how everything is arranged. So anytime you go past an obstacle, the next thing is lined up ready for you to go. So like when ropes are swinging, as soon as that rope, you get to that point, that rope will come into frame. So if you keep moving, you can grab that rope right away. It's not like I have to stop and wait. It's always like if you keep going, everything will time up for you perfect beautiful work yeah very good level design and like that i remember like i noticed that back when i played like i have a lot of love for this game i played this game a lot back in the day mm -hmm. and i've even been playing it recently and it's like man this game is still just fun and sometimes hard for sure 
<laughs> but still really fun. And like that timing, like I was like, man, everything always times up perfect. And that's so nice. Cause I don't have to feel like you interrupt yourself. Like, yeah. People who are super good at Sonic the Hedgehog can do this, but you have to know the level. Right. If you don't know the level, you're this super fast hedgehog and then you got to stop and like, okay, where am I going? And like that <laughs> sucks when it stops you from feeling fast. But like... Because the whole point of Sonic is to feel fast. To go fast. That's my only qualm about the old Sonic games is like uh, you really got to kind of play them a lot. And then once you do, you can really just feel like a badass. Like you watch <laughs> someone really good at it, burn through, it's insane. So back when Rare made Donkey Kong Country, they there wasn't really the established universe that we have now, right? So Rare actually got permission to expand it with characters. So that's where Diddy Kong came into play. Because yeah. originally you go back and you play Donkey Kong and there's Donkey Kong Jr., right? Yes. And so they kind of made a Donkey Kong Jr., but they changed him to this little, like, spider monkey that Diddy is, right? Diddy Kong! And He's so cute. When Rare brought this up to Nintendo, they're like, okay, that can't be Donkey Kong Jr. That that won't work, you know? Um, <laughs> it you doesn't work canonically. Yeah, so they're like, he has no diaper. you gotta make, make him a new character. Call him something else. <laughs> and uh, so that's where Diddy Kong uh, essentially came from. But the other reason is they treat him like a power-up. You play Mario games, you get the mushroom power-up, right? Yeah. You got one hit, you shrink back down, but you're not done with the level. Well, in Donkey Kong Country, you're just Donkey Kong. You open up the DK barrel, you get Diddy Kong. Oh, you get hit as Donkey Kong. Guess what? You get to play as Diddy Kong. Okay. So that's like the mushroom power-up until you get the next DK barrel. That's like your little power-up buffer. And it's funny to see there's different interactions depending on who you are. Like Diddy Kong has a little more speed to him, uh -huh. but Donkey Kong can do like the ground pound. You can find like little secret bananas in certain areas and like big enemies that Donkey Kong can knock out by jumping out. Diddy Kong can't, mm -hmm. but Diddy Kong also holds the barrel like right in front of him. So you can just walk into someone. Donkey Kong holds it above his head. You got to toss it at the right time or you'll get hit by an enemy. Like there's these little differences between the two that I mean, as a as a kid, you're like, oh, I want to play Diddy Kong. He's so fast and quick or somebody. I want to be Donkey Kong. He's strong. I can do a ground pound. Like mm -hmm. it, it really made these characters feel a little more unique. And even at this early stage, <laughs> it, it just was so cool. Even uh, they even added more characters into the game so you got cranky kong uh cranky which kong's in this one yeah cranky kong is originally in this so he's like okay. always in cranky's shack and he gives you like <laughs> yes. little hints he'll talk about like if you listen to him he'll give you hints to like secret areas sometimes like oh if you go to this level and you do this uh -huh. you might find a secret bonus barrel or uh but then he always like has like smart ass comments he says about other game like oh in my time yes. and he's always crabby essentially uh in the lore, Rare never said this to Nintendo, but they intended Cranky Kong to be the original Donkey Kong. Because the original Donkey Kong in the games was kind of a shit. Stealing a girl, running up, throwing barrels, right? So Cranky Kong is kind of a shit. <laughs> but uh, that that's kind of like so, in like their lore. So like Donkey Kong in his old age? The original Donkey Kong in his old age is what who Cranky Kong oh, is. Funny. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's how they do. But they didn't want to like officially say anything because they were afraid Nintendo would just take that out. But in the instruction man manual, it does say that. 
the, <laughs> they printed it. Oh. <laughs> it says Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong. Uh, then they added... Um, uh, Second it? generation Donkey there's Kong is much nicer. Yeah, there's Candy Kong, the girl one, who is at the save points. You go to a save point, and that'll save your game. That's how you used to do it. Yeah. You had to play so many levels to get to the save point. And then there was... Oh, what? I'm forgetting his name. He's like the cool Kong. <laughs> um, oh, I can't believe it. I don't have his name written down and I can't believe I forgot. But basically he holds this little like airplane barrel stand and um, he will uh, let you go back to old levels if you want to. He wears sunglasses? Yeah. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah, he wears sunglasses. He's always got a surfboard. Uh, I know. I can picture it. Right? You can picture him and I can't believe I can't think of his name. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Find out for me. We got it. Funky Kong. Funky yeah. Kong. Yeah. I was like, there's Lanky. There's Tiny. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. <laughs> Funky Kong plays, a, like him and Candy Kong play a smaller part in Donkey Kong 64. Like I think Candy Kong does the weapon shop or maybe it's Funky Kong. It's been so long. I now. think it's Funky Kong who Funky does Kong the weapons. Funky Kong does shop. the weapons. Candy Kong does something else in the game but it's it's like a side thing yeah like little side main, missions or main something. characters that you play like tiny or lanky or uh chunky kong chunky. Oh, i just want to play donkey kong <laughs> 64 know. so bad right now so one of the interesting things is the main enemies the kremlings these alligator yes. creatures were actually from a scrapped rare game Oh, really? They were going to make this game, and they reused them as these enemies in Donkey Kong, and it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. It was it, it, I thought that was just like a fun little thing. But Rare actually made a bunch of games for the original Nintendo, and at that time, they only had like, I think, 80 people. They were just pumping out games. It was a much more about quantity, like mm-hmm. pumping out games, making money. But when they got to the SNES, they started switching to quality over quantity and that's when they made much more of a focus on making one really good game one really good game and you can really see that shine through as you go from the super nintendo into the 64 era they actually bought these really expensive computer stations to do the effect that donkey kong has it basically was able to turn 3d characters into 2d sprites and you pre-rendered all this stuff in the game a lot of games render stuff as you play it mm-hmm. and that takes up a lot of time and like processing power so they really pushed the SNES cartridge to its limits by using this format of running through these super heavy duty like battle stations essentially to eventually get the game they would take like days sometimes to render these graphics wow and like there apparently there were stories about guys coming in and like shutting off someone else's <laughs> render process to start theirs because they needed theirs done in like the middle of the night oh man yeah it was it was crazy they they way overworked on this game but they tried so hard and it it, i mean it worked out for them in the end and i'm sure things are better but a lot of times old game development was hell sometimes when it's rushing and kind of sounds like a not fun place to work it was it was kind of a pain but eventually they moved out of this farmhouse they were at they had ac (laughs) units to keep these big huge computers cold and like all this stuff it was kind of insane (laughs) uh (laughs) oh my goodness so another thing i gotta mention about this and 
anybody who follows video game music will recognize this name. Uh, David Wise ended up being the video game music composer and musician for Rare at the time. And that's why it's so good. Yes, he makes some really, really good music. He always is very good at capturing the atmosphere of a place. And since Donkey Kong Country had all these pre-rendered graphics, Wise really wanted to push the term, the audio, to be just as impressive as how it looks. So just the underwater levels, aquatic ambiance, it took him five weeks to compose that. That's how much time he took to make it. And it's his favorite track. But to save space on these game cartridges, he would input all this music manually I don't know what that means. Basically, you could like set it like, oh man, how do you put it? Like ba- he like hand put each note like, like an MD MIDI. You f- you have to click on each button for each note for each sound channel you want. Like wow, do it by hand because like making something on a keyboard is one thing, but inputting it into digital is different. It's not as easy as it is nowadays where it's like, oh, I just plug in my keyboard and it all works out, right? You had to click on the computer each little square for each note you want to do, how long you want to do it. Like he input all that manually to make the music not take up as much space but still be as amazing as it is. And okay. Donkey Kong Country still has some of the best music out there. The Donkey Kong games in general. Yes. Like and he even worked on the most recent ones um Rare didn't make the the newest ones that are on like Switch and the Wii U, the uh, the Tropical Freeze one I think is the most recent. But David Wise did come; they had him come back and make the music for those games. And music's still good, folks. <laughs> he makes some good music. Like he's good at his job. I'm not gonna lie. It's always such a sweet thing to hear about somebody that loves what they do that much that they put, that they put that much effort and time into it to make it just as good as they want. And, like, video games was, like, starting to really explode. Like, the Super Nintendo area, you had the competition with, like, Genesis, Sega, and all that. And, like, it was really starting to get more and more mainstream popular, right? Mm -hmm. And... You know, you know how people get anytime there's a new form of entertainment is, oh, that's not real art. They why waste time on it? People, kids don't care. They just want to press a button and jump on a Goomba or whatever, right? But you get some of these people that like really try to put something good into it, and it works. Like, I love aquatic ambiance. It's a great soundtrack. <laughs> I love. Uh, there's a uh, in the second one, Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong Country, Diddy Kong's Quest. Uh, there's a sticker brush symphony that's really cool that I really love the jam to that. It's got almost almost a lo-fi feel to it, you know, oh, right kind of chill. It's like a lot of this like chill. It, it it just adds to it. But like there's some real jams in it. Like right off the beginning, you get some donkey song, like monkey songs in it. And like I love the I love the music. I love the style. I love the art. And the platforming's tight. It's solid. You get little animal power-ups you can ride. So you find like three. Oh, the rhinoceros? Yeah, there's a rhino. There's an ostrich. There's a frog. And the parrot. Squawks. <laughs> uh, and like. It's kind of nice to see it. Like just from listening to you <clears throat> talk. Because I haven't played this game. But there's no. so much relative to Donkey Kong 64. Yep, this is where it all started. And it's nice to see that they carried so many of those fun things over to mm-hmm. Donkey Kong 64. That's the only way I know about this stuff. Like. Yeah. That really proves how good it was if they kept doing it that many years later. Yeah, like sometimes 
you just fall into like you work hard on something because you think it's going to work and it really pays off and it's like this is right like i was right in my convictions to make this like this to right take the time on it to really push through yeah there were some people like years afterwards that said oh people only liked it because of the graphics or like there were some negative nancy's like after the fact and it, it kind of blows my mind some people even tried to say that even um like miyamoto helped work on this and some of the level design like he actually mm -hmm. suggested the ground pound for like finding secrets and stuff like that towards the end of the development cycle but people were like oh he said ah oh, it wasn't that good or like he didn't like it as much after the fact and he's like no i never said that like i don't know where <laughs> that's coming from like it's a good game we it's like a big part of our history and stuff like that it I don't know why sometimes people have to look back and be like, that wasn't as good as what it could have been. I don't know. It's like, it was really good at the time. And it honestly is a game I feel that still holds up platforming wise. They did tone down the difficulty at the request of Nintendo. They're like, they wanted it to be more accessible. And they're like, the hardcores will go through and find all the secrets. Like the secrets is where you have to do some tricks, especially in the later levels mm -hmm. or make a literal leap of faith into a hole hoping there's a barrel there <laughs> and sometimes there is and sometimes there isn't uh <laughs> but i i always had a lot of fun with this series when i bought my first console which was a super nintendo it came with donkey kong country 3 i think it was like dixie dixie trouble you played as dixie kong and her uh what was it this little baby Kong, <laughs> little really? beefy bangy. Yeah, it was, and it was still like really like it was a hard game. It took a lot to get through that one. Like, but it was a lot of fun still. I've have a lot of good memories of this series and Donkey Kong in general. And I'm excited for you to go back and like, let's experience the start of that current Donkey Kong that you know and love. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, not current, but yeah. <laughs> the one that I do know and love. Yeah, yeah. The one you know. The one that came out on 64 and all that fun stuff. A million and years ago. What would you say uh, What would you say your excitement for this I one is? I would say it's like a seven. Seven? I'm pretty interested. Yeah. And luckily, it is on uh, Nintendo Switch Online's oh, SNES. So you can play it right on the Switch. Easy peasy. Um, I, and no troubles. Like, it's just nice when it's that easy. That's where the easiest place you can find it right now on the Switch. I'm sure it came out for other Nintendo consoles as a virtual console download. There's a Donkey Kong Country for the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance mm -hmm. that I'm actually like, I looked back at screenshots of it and I'm like, I can't believe they made it look this good on these tiny hands consoles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's impressive, but if you're going to play it, play the Super Nintendo version, play the version that's on the Nintendo Switch Online SNES whole package, go for it. You're not going to be disappointed. And it's nice if you want to stop, make a save state because that way if you don't make it to Candy Kong, <laughs> you can still pick up on the level you were at, which is a nice little touch you can do yeah. nowadays. Yeah, I, I remember I got irritated. I had a, there was a minecart level that just, I couldn't get past back in the day. I just yeah. had so much trouble and it was right before the save spot. I die. And then you have to go back to the beginning of that world and start over. So I burn through and then I'd get stuck on that one right before the save point. And I, I think I like stopped playing it for two weeks once. And mm -hmm. then I came back and then beat the level. Cause that's how that works. That's how that works. <sighs> 
But I'll stop taking up your time. I'll stop taking up our listeners' time, and we're going to get you in and experiencing Donkey Kong Country, the origin story. Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. See you later. <laughs> You're be saying that so much. <laughs>some time in the country the donkey kong country monkeys everywhere monkeys everywhere i uh we have a little bit of a special guest to uh help out in our second half say hi special guest well hello uh if you may have heard our one of our bonus episodes this is our friend joe and he's coming in to uh help fill in some gaps (laughs) later on it is a pleasure to make all of your reacquaintances (laughs) so rose i was not I, I have not been able to be around to really fully witness or help. To watch me die over and over and over again. <laughs> and I, I have some things I want to say about that afterwards, but let's hear your opinions and how are you feeling about it after having some spent some time with it. Well, I don't have a lot because I didn't get very far. <laughs> yeah, that happens. This game, is, this game is an old game, and old games like... From my experience, what I can pull from is playing the original Mario. Unless you know what you're doing and you've played it over and over again, you are going to die and die mm-hmm. and die and die. And I started this up and immediately like lost all my lives. Done. Restart. <laughs> immediately lose them all again. Restart. I restarted this game so many times. So I think I got like to the second page. I don't even know if it's the second level. I barely know how this game works, I think. Oh, yeah. It was tough. It was so much tougher than I thought. I, I think we talked about in the first half how you have your experience missing from the SNES generation yes. of console, and right? apparently I did not get any of those skills in life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's, it's funny because I think about this is you're missing some of those key skills that kind of translate up along a lot of the games and joe you brought this up that maybe i should have had her play super mario world first because that is a very good it's a little easier of a jumping point in to basic SNES platformer controls as opposed to donkey kong country but you love donkey kong 64 yeah. so much that i was like oh she'll she'll like it and like i think the aesthetic the music the noise like all the little stuff is really cool yeah so for me like that was the best part that i got to take away was seeing again like you showed me at the beginning of the legend of zelda and it really was nice to see the beginning of donkey kong and how similar it was to donkey kong 64 yeah like everything that i love about donkey kong 64 is in donkey kong country yeah started off with all these good things yep like the music and the characters having like candy kong and funky kong and (laughs) cranky kong yeah cranky i love cranky but (laughs) even like i didn't know that the rhino was in this and i got to ride the rhino as donkey kong and i was like oh my gosh like that wasn't (laughs) just a 64 thing like this is right away from the beginning and in this one i even got to ride the swordfish which i didn't know was a thing yep and that was a cool surprise the swordfish was my favorite back in the day yeah because he can attack the enemies and you're just like the controls when you're on the swordfish are amazing you're just (laughs) instead of swimming around you're just zooming 
and you can attack things and move away so quickly and move around with ease and that was like a nice little bonus so i can see why this game is super fun because there's i didn't even get to do i i think there's more like a frog and an ostrich and yep the four animals that are in the original are the rhino the ostrich the frog and the swordfish there's also squawks the bird there's a little <laughs> parrot that can like and i, I the hard part is I've said this before. I mix up the Donkey Kong countries, the three that are on the SNES, sure. and it's hard because I know there's like levels in some of them where Squawks shoots out like a nut, and you like you use that to attack enemies. And then there's some where Squawks is just a way to like float and fly through the level. It uh, so I can't remember how much of it is in this game sometimes, but I just know that like I've really enjoyed it over the different games. I can see why. I just didn't have the drive to beat my head against the wall yeah <laughs> and we talked about that too like when you're kids you're more willing to do that for much much longer and i also had the bug of all right i just tried for a half hour and died so many times i guess i'm gonna play mario plus rabbit sparks of hope now yeah like you know, <laughs> I, that that is such a good way to put it and like we were replaying it right before we started recording you know getting a little refresher for people who haven't had played it recently yeah and i i mean i'm on the like i think i'm somewhere on the ice and snow level on my own game and even in that one i ran into a level like it's just you get like the minecart level is the most famous one of like you're beating your head against this level uh or like some of the barrel shooting levels are really hard to time it out right and it can feel very frustrating but as a kid you're like i'm gonna get that and i guess that's just like it's like dark souls i'm gonna figure this out and on the snow level i was so stuck and then i made a mistake and then i found the cheat barrel that just skips all the, the heart oh my gosh i was like oh yeah i forgot they did this here's a cheat barrel that it's like getting the p power up in super mario 3 you just skip the hard part of the level and yeah. it's like i forgot these this is why i was so good at this game i just skipped the hard part sometimes i figured it out i think that that is kind of the big difference between retro gaming and modern gaming is that with modern gaming if you come across something that you don't have the ability or the patience to sit through and try and defeat you can go off and find some other part of the game that you mm -hmm. can go do instead and come back to it yeah a game like dkc you don't have that <laughs> when you get to a point that you can't beat guess what you get to smash your head into it over and over and over until you beat it or until you're out of lives <laughs> and yep. there's a part of that that i miss that in games like we just played this morning for what maybe a half an hour just kind of picking it back up yep I want to go down there and grind that minecart level so bad. <laughs> right? I'm going to get this. through it. I did not, but it was just, it puts that itch in you. If I can do this. I know I can do this. I made a mistake. I have to do it again. I made a mistake. I have to do it again. And that's something that's really missing from today's games. I think the, the most that frustrating thing about... when you finally do yeah, it. Yeah, it feels that... Like I said, that's why I like Dark Souls. You finally beat that boss. Like, yep. it's that good feeling. And... I think Dark Souls gives that uh, that sense of accomplishment is even bigger when you play those type of games than in Donkey Kong, but there's still, it's that feeling when you get past it. And the stupid thing is, it's like, I beat that minecart level a lot easier the last time I did it, and this time I go through and it's like, I'm just having trouble today, and the time I finally go through it, perfect run. Don't get hit at all, don't make a single mistake. And all the times I get so close making one mistake, oh. But on a scale from one to 10, 
when you got through that on your perfect run. You got to the end and you go, I think there's one more enemy before yeah. the end. And as you say that, there he is. Yep. Hop over him, hit the finish. That one to ten. How good did that feel? That felt good. It's like it, it was it was like uh my old kid self just kicked in and it's like oh i know i know this is happening like i just know you can't trick me donkey kong <laughs> oh yeah uh i i think it's it is a bummer that uh rose didn't get to experience I as mean, much would, of it i would slowly get like a little bit further and a little bit further yep. but i still didn't get very far but it's i thought hey joe's here he knows this game super well it's gonna be great to have him explain like what he thinks about the game what's good about it what's not i mean we all know and you mentioned this in the first part the music's fantastic it's, it's wonderful iconic everybody recognizes yep. it of course that's enjoyable and the graphics, to me, look really, really good for an old game. And I think you said something about that, too, didn't you? Yeah, artistically, the game is fantastic. But here's a question for you, Rose. Mm -hmm. Rose, 29 years ago, she would have sat there for hours and hours and tried to get through those levels, yes. right? Yeah, that's the thing. Now yeah. you have so many different options for games that you can play that... You know, maybe you don't want to sit there for 20 hours and try and bash your head into that level. I think more than anything, it's like limited time. Yep. Having a job. Adulthood. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Having, Adult responsibilities. Being a parent, yeah. Having a house that I have to clean. Like, it's more that that takes up so much time that, and we've talked about that before, you have to be so picky as you get older about what you want to put your time into. Yes, exactly. You have to really... We've, we've talked about that so much. You yep. have to love it so much to want to do it. Your recreational hours are limited and yes. you have to be picky <laughs> on how you spend them. Yeah. And it's like you said, there's so many more options. And, uh, you know, you talk about how you miss some of the challenge from these old games. You play the old uh, Super Nintendo games and Nintendo game, regular Nintendo games. And I think part of the reason why... I, there was a period where stuff got too easy and they've kind of come around that bump to like challenging but fulfilling now you're seeing that a lot more often and i think that just came about because all of us that were kids that grew up we were purchasing that stuff we got older we have less time but we're the people who have the money to buy this stuff mm -hmm. you need to make sure that it's something we want to spend our time on and we're not going to just feel like i spent money on a game i can't even play you know anymore and I can see why, like, when this stuff first came out, like, my dad couldn't play Donkey Kong Country. Like, he was playing Pac-Man, and don't get me wrong, my dad is an excellent Pac-Man player. OG Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, he will <laughs> rock the world. Because as a kid, he was... You go, Sheldon. Yeah. As, as a kid, he was pumping quarters into those machines. He got an Atari, and that's the games he had. But, like, you skip two generations, you're older, and then all of a sudden you're trying to play this game, and it's like, what's happening? <laughs> So I can see how that'd be difficult, but I it, playing this, I was like replaying it. I'm like, oh yeah, this game is a lot harder in some ways. It's it's more like you come up against a wall every so often, and you have to overcome it, right? There's a learning curve with the movement of them too. Yeah, and they move slightly differently than each other. And just, yes, just how you bounce off of an enemy. I died a few times just landing on <laughs> one of those crocodiles and accidentally like not pulling my trigger back or my joystick back because if you just bounce and keep going like he will fly over off of a tree yeah. like there's momentum to it yep. you've used that word before so just learning that kind of stuff like what's gonna kill me and what's not it's it's hard yeah 
I think part of that too, that's where Matt and I are talking about kind of the SNES generation, because if you've played Nintendo, you're kind of used to the side-scrolling platformer style yeah. games, Yep. but going from 8-bit to 16-bit and having the ability for the game creators to have 16 different processes happening at once, yep. they put a lot of that into your character movement. Yeah. So there's a lot of additional character movement things that when you played Super Nintendo, you got the hang of, and that's where I suggested Super Mario World, because they took full advantage of that right out of the gate. Well, I mean, it, Nintendo's always good about getting the most out of their console with their games, because, like, they made it, they're good at it. Uh, I Like, I'm reminded of, you made me play that Tom Sawyer game for the <laughs> yeah. regular Nintendo, right? That game ain't easy. That game's pretty dang hard, but you love that one and you're willing to play it. And I think part of that is that nostalgia is, as a kid, you beat your head against the wall, you know you got pretty far, you've witnessed it being beat, or you beat it yourself. Yeah. And when you come to adult, you're like, this game is tough, but you still want to keep playing it because it's like, it give it kind of gives you that good feeling. So I have that with this Donkey Kong Country. You don't, you're learning it completely from scratch. Right. So it's so much more frustrating than it is for me because I'm like, I know I can get past this. You're like, I don't know if I ever will. Like, it's 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 a bad feeling, right? I, I think it's just, I missed out on it and it's going to be a skill that I'd really have to work at. Yeah. Making you know, really, really work at that skill. I will say another thing about it. There are a lot of Super Nintendo games that you can go back and play and they still look visually good. Yeah, this one looks really good. Yeah, they hold up. I disagree. Up. I think that the art in DKC is fantastic, but as far as like pixelation and translation to a high definition game, I think that it looks very, um, not crude, but very rough. It is rougher. I think you, you run into this is the same thing you run into with old games they were made for crt tvs now they have the yep. crt filters which help ease it on high definition tvs but that's all it does it eases it it doesn't give that soft glow where everything kind of fuses together how it was made to be and that's the thing that's the hardest thing about these old games is it's very hard now to experience them the way they were meant to be played and you their controls the gameplay is always going to work but how it looks and how it you felt it looked as a kid is hard the the 3d pre-rendering thing they did with donkey kong was wonderful and it still looks good the next ones look better you know they they get better at it but it it, it i think it's hard sometimes to see how rough some games can look especially like it can look so pixelated and jagged i think going back to like 64 that's a rougher jump. That is rough. Like but going back to the old 8-bit, you know, and stuff, it's a lot easier. Do you have a, a shining example of a SNES game that you think looks good? I'm just thinking like when you guys played Goof Troop. Yeah. I yep. thought that that looked very smooth and the animations were clean. And I felt that playing Donkey Kong Country, like when an enemy or when you jumped... It was almost like it was hard to track where you were going to land and where things were happening. <laughs> but also, I mean, what kind of TV were we playing on? We played that on a CRT. Yes, that is exactly. Correct. You made sure that we played that that way. Yep. So I, I think that's just that that experience. I And Donkey Kong does have its own 
feel uh, like how you move how you bounce off enemies uh when you roll into certain enemies you can knock them out but then that accelerates you so like you can get a string of enemies you can wipe out about four as long as you can roll into all of them but there's enemies you can't right. roll into enemies you can't jump on and yeah. you know there's there's so much of this game that is just learning by repetition like oh that kills me don't do that anymore oh uh, I got to go faster to get across this jump. I got to exactly. jump up. It is a lot of repetition. And, that, and that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't I don't hate that. It's just that thing of, wow, this is going to take a while. Yes. I was surprised at how challenging it was. And I was like, I'm not going to get very far. I knew right away. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I am not going to make it through this game. Not oh. even halfway. And that's that's the hard part. I think it, it it's been a little difficult because generally... I like to be around to assist with, with like, hey, if this is what you If you had been around, I would have been like, we're doing two-player co-op. Yeah, like, that would have uh, been That's fun. the only way I'm going to see more of this game. Which is fun because you can do each person's one monkey or yeah. two people control. I think you get alternate color skins, you know, you can play as. Okay. Which is kind of fun as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's the only, only bad thing. So I want to get, like... I know you didn't get very far, but I'm curious about what your rating actually, you feel your rating is. Just because I couldn't make it, like, I know that this, I still saw enough to know, like, this is a good game. Yeah. And like I said, it was, it was really exciting to see how much of Donkey Kong 64 was from this. Like, yeah. it all really, they did a good job. Like, I love Donkey Kong 64, it's like so looking I know at a if I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know if I kept playing this one, I would love it just as much. And it, like I said, there's there's a difference in the movement between Diddy and Donkey Kong. Yeah, and, they're unique. Like, that was something that I loved about Donkey Kong 64, because you got to play as Lanky Kong and Tiny Kong, <laughs> and they all move different. Yep. And, um, and the music is good. The just those extra things like there's secret places that you can find everywhere little <laughs> mini games and like riding the rhino and the swordfish like i know this is a good game mm -hmm. it's just hard because that's the way games were yeah the time you got to put into it to really fully experience it is is tough especially when we got so many things we like to do to put like not even just games to play like there's stuff we want to watch there's stuff we want to read there's uh, projects we want to work on you know it i just don't really feel like i can give it a fair number i mean i guess i'd say eight like i know that it's good but i didn't get to experience it a lot i feel like you are very good about like hey what i've experienced i know i personally haven't got as much out of it yeah but i do know there is a good game here definitely and i i respect that because i trust me when i first the first time i ever played stark souls what i got barely past the tutorial level you were there joe <laughs> he witnessed me die in the tutorial level and like i think yeah. i made it to the minotaur boss with him and we just beat our head against that just like you yeah. i didn't get past the minotaur boss i remember making the 15 to 20 minute drive to the grocery store to the video game rental so yeah. that we could get it and yeah. bring it back to the house and be unable to get past the first part of the oh game. we were like hey, everyone says this is so hard we gotta try it and like if, if you would have asked me my rating then, I'm like, it is too hard. I don't like it. And then after the years went by, I went back and tried it, and I fell in love with this series. And it, it's like, once I finally put the time in to get it, I loved it. Same thing with Monster Hunter. Once I put that time in to, to finally, like, get that epiphany moment, I love it. 
Donkey Kong Country, do we have the time right now to play this old game? That's great. Don't get me wrong. Probably not, because we got so much to keep up on. There are some games that you can decide you're going to commit to the game and put six to eight hours into it and the game's complete. Yeah. And those are great and wonderful. Dark Souls is not one of those games. <laughs> no. Monster Hunter is not one no. of those games. No. Donkey Kong Country is not one of those games. I think once you get it, Donkey Kong Country is one of those games. But the time it takes to learn everything, figure everything out, because like you do have to learn the levels, you do have to learn the mechanics, and it gets easier to recognize what you're coming up against, but like like that stop go level. You didn't make it to the to minecarts, right? No, I yeah. didn't. So there's a minecart level, super hard. You gotta time all your jumps, and then right after this, there's a stop go level. There's these hulking beast crocodiles that you can't kill will instantly kill you if you touch them. So you have to hit these barrels that change from go to stop. And when it stops, they curl up in the little balls, and you can run by them. They're harmless. You gotta keep hitting those stop barrels on time, otherwise you're screwed. And it it's it's like they give you like you a hint at the mechanic at first and then but if you're not ready for it you're like oh i'm just gonna go through the level you're gonna lose a lot at of my normal pace yeah exactly yeah. you're gonna lose a few lives and then it, it, it it's not the roughest introduction of new new things but it it is surprising when it happens yeah. and then like okay i gotta burn a couple lives to figure this out and that's that's donkey kong country baby <laughs> but, but I'd kind of like to hear like Joe's overall a score and opinion. For yeah. Well, game. how do you feel about this game? Looking back, reminding yourself today, like, what do you think? What, what do you think your rating was back when you first played it compared to what you feel like your rating would be now? That's a good way to put it out of 10. Okay. <laughs> so there's really no easy way to answer this. No. And before I do, I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't know if you've done this before. I don't think you have because I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. I would like to see you put together a, can't call it Twitter anymore, put together an X post of all of her game rating scores. Oh, yeah. From like 10 to zero. Just put all the games together in a single post with her scores in them. <laughs> I think that would be before really cool to look afters. at and go over. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a few... I think there's a couple we might have accidentally missed sometimes. I think we got it. I think we did it on the next episode. We realized we didn't put a rating yeah, in. Yeah, there, there was one where we put it on the next episode. I was oh, like, okay. oh yeah, I forgot to rate that. Yep. It was this. <laughs> I should. I really should. I think that would be cool just yep. to see a compilation yeah. of all the games you guys have done. What were her favorites? What were yep. her least favorites? I think we all know what's going to be at the bottom. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Far Cry 3. <laughs> that, okay, I'll take I it. I really fucking hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donkey Kong Country, to me, as a kid growing up with an SNES, mm -hmm. when you talk side-scrolling platformers, the two that seem to pop into everybody's mind are Mario and Sonic. Yeah. Mario yeah. is geared around almost kind of like a slow-paced, deliberate, precision concept where you're not running real fast, you can't jump real high, but you need to be precise in your actions and your decisions in order to get through the level. Mostly about platforming, right? Jumping and hitting your platforms, yes. hitting your levels, not Correct. falling through. Yep. Whereas Sonic was all about you're going to be moving at turbo speed yep. you just need to get generally right with your decisions and your timing yep. and you're going to make it to the next platform you exactly. need to be on and move on uh donkey kong country is the perfect middle blend of the two yes i would say that and so of those three 
I was a DKC fan growing up, more so than Mario, <laughs> more so than Sonic. And yep. I love Mario and Sonic. They are fantastic games. But the the actual mechanics of Donkey Kong Country as far as movement and jumping and everything like that go, it's perfect. For what it is, I think it's perfect. And honestly, my score has not changed at all from when I was a kid until now, just playing it earlier because artistically, it's beautiful. It makes you feel like you're in a jungle. And yep. like I told you when I was playing, like I really want to go play some Crash Bandicoot now. Yeah, it may, it I love gives that, you that vibe. That, that middle 90s video game jungle vibe <laughs> is yep. fantastic. I mean, the, the music puts you the there. The music is wonderful. Yep. They did a great job on that. You had some interesting nuggets of information on that too yeah i talked about that in the first half how you know like how long he took to write the aquatic ambient song and like how hard he worked to put this music as best he could like he put hand put it in the notes so it would take up less space on the cartridge because they packed this baby full yep. like uh. yeah it's one of those games that i remember as a kid sitting down and each stage there were you know the first couple that i could get through with you know one or two failures or none um but as it got further on each stage it's exactly what you were talking about you learn the mechanic and then you start to learn the stage and by the time you've completed it you're probably on your 30th or 40th or 50th run through the stage yep. you know the entire stage by heart it's all not making any mistakes yeah and i really what it is. really miss video games that treat it that way where here are 20 different actions that you need to perform in a row. And if you get one wrong, you get to start over. But don't worry. We'll give you a, a one mistake uh, yep. mulligan every so often. You get your switch to Diddy. Yeah. Yep. So uh, having said that, all told, I'm going to give DKC a solid 9.25. 9.25. Oh, we got our first, first point two five. That's a pretty good score. Yeah. It's better than just a 9. I can't give it a nine and a half. Yeah, I, I would put it right at an eight or a nine myself. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, how do I, I think the series as a whole, I would give a nine. Cause I, like I said, I mix all these together. Diddy Kong's Quest is amazing. And I played so much of, uh, I think it was like Dixie's Double Trouble or something was the third one title. And I, I always thought it was interesting. You get Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and then the second one, Donkey Kong gets kidnapped by K. Rule, and you got to play as Diddy Kong and his girl Dick Dixie. And then Dixie has a cool hover effect with her hair. And then you go to the third one. Guess who's gone? Diddy Kong's gone this time. You get Dixie Kong and the cousin. Uh, oh, what was the cousin? Uh, uh, it was it was like a baby. It was in a onesie, but it was big like Donkey Kong is. So it was really <laughs> strong. And then, but. They added a mechanic in the second one that you could throw your partner up on ledges to, like, get to ledges. Well, in the third one, they had it. Well, okay, Dixie Kong can't throw the the baby as far because the baby's big, and the baby can throw Dixie Kong way farther. So it really made it so it wasn't so much that getting the other uh, both uh, monkeys... Uh, as a power-up or a mulligan as you needed both to access everything on the level. So, like, it made it even more so that you need to play this right. Uh, I can just, like, see all the levels. And I love the pirate theming of all the crocodiles, <laughs> and it's so fun. Like, oh, here. <laughs> That's another part, too, is as far as villains go for Nintendo, I mean, Bowser is Bowser. Yeah. But King K. Rule is right up there as yeah. far as awesome villains. <laughs> so funny. 
I think I think you get Bowser. Bowser is obsessive, right? Like he's obsessive <laughs> he's bad a guy. Creep. <laughs> yeah, but he's not like fully bad. He's just like really he wants Princess Peach. He wants to marry Princess Peach and take over. That's all he thinks about and he does whatever he does. He makes mistakes, but he accepts that. King K rule is just kind of crazy. He's like the Joker of yeah, the Mario, like wild. Donkey Kong universe. I just want chaos. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I want bananas and chaos, like, <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Even like you watch, like, if you ever uh, watch the old CG cartoon, do you remember the Donkey Kong cartoon? No, I remember it, but I don't remember. It watching was it. so. It is a fever dream. I'm gonna say that <laughs> this this show was a fever dream, and like. Donkey Kong was super weird. Everyone was super weird, but King K. Rule was even crazier. Like it, it's a thing. Like if you really want to experience that that period in history, <laughs> go check it out because it is just wild and bonkers. And I watched a lot, lot of it for a while, but I don't think I could go back and watch it now. <laughs> it was so weird. <sighs> you have. Either of you have any closing thoughts or comments you want to talk about Donkey Kong Country about? Anything? Any last words? Nintendo, give us a full remake, please. It it would be hard because Rare did that. Honestly, if you want to experience some good, really good Donkey Kong, the retro uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze both really amazing Donkey Kong games and they had the the musician come back and write the music for that and guess what he can do when he's not operating on a Super Nintendo really good stuff that jams are good in that game uh, something that I kind of stumbled across just doing a little bit of research for this yep. I don't know if you're aware I believe it was a fan created but it's called Donkey Kong Trilogy oh really look into it I'll have to look into it after this alright Rose what you know what <laughs> Don't try to fake me out. Just do it. We got somebody here. You can't smooth your transition into it. I was trying to decide if I should or not, because this one's this one's rough. Do it. What do you call Donkey Kong's thick sister? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my gosh. Come on, think about it, Joe. What would Donkey Kong's thick sister's name be? Donkey Thong. But Donkey Kong. But Donkey Kong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, that one felt gross to say, but it was funny. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was a little gross. But yeah, uh, I think the setup is almost funnier than the <laughs> than the punchline. Mm -hmm. His thick sister. I mean thick. I, I guess Donkey Kong's sister probably would be thick. <laughs> but it's also concerning that somebody's dreaming about Donkey Kong having a thick sister, so maybe that's why it Well, so I mean, ridiculous. come on, they have Candy Kong in there and she's yeah. pretty she's I guarantee you there's a half terabyte of digital artwork on the internet. <laughs> oh, don't rule thirty for it. Skip that. Skip it. All right, let's. Oh, I do have one last thing. Yeah, and it's not about Donkey Kong. Yeah, you it's got about it. Mario and Rabbit. Oh, honorable mention. Okay, because sure. Because <laughs> we were talking about how Bowser or hold on. Oh yeah, we were talking about how there's no Koopa Troopas in that game. Yeah, and I started playing again, and literally right after I said that, that same day. Yep. I got Bowser. And you know what his special ability is? Summons a bunch of Koopas. He summons mechanical Koopa Troopers that <laughs> run out and blow up enemies. That's pretty cool. So they, lie. it was pretty cool that they... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I know. I, I That's interesting because 
that was like one of the weapons you could get in the first one was like a remote control car that would you set it down and it'd go towards the nearest enemy and yep. blow up so that's what these do that's huh? what bowser's koopa bowser has do. that that's actually really cool i really like that so i lied last time they are in that game she lied <laughs> but it was a good setup <laughs> it was oh. i'm done now that's it oh and i learned armadillos and donkey kong country really suck yeah. Armadillos are mean, nasty little guys in Donkey Kong <laughs> they're, Country. They're rude, crude dudes. Killed me so many times. <laughs> I know. You got these big bipedal crocodiles. What kills me? A freaking the armadillo. Accurate ass armadillo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's a big one, but still. Uh, I, I've just been playing Tears of the Kingdom when I can. So, I, I, I mean, it's a great game. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about that. What have you been playing lately? Um, Diablo 4. Oh, yeah. And I don't know that I've really touched anything in the last, like, month since that came out. Yeah, just Diablo um, 4. Have you been playing playing with Amanda? Yep. Okay, so I hear that playing by yourself is okay, but playing with someone makes the experience so much better. Playing with someone in Diablo is the only proper way to play it. I mean, honestly, having yes. a blast. The ch I don't know if either of you two have played it at all yet. I haven't touched Diablo 4 um, yet. The changes that they made to it are superb. Yeah. It is very, very different from D2 or D3. Uh, it is just a massive overworld. There's not different acts that take you to different worlds. Yep. It's just one big world. I heard that. That's what makes it really fun. Yeah. Uh, what about the most recent nerf patch? How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't really care yet because we're only about halfway through the leveling process with everything. That okay, we've so had it hasn't on. really affected yep, you exactly. yet. Yep. I see that happens to me. Some people will come out and be like, "What the hell? Why yep. did you do that?" And I'm like, "I just started the game. It's like I don't notice anything different." <laughs> yeah, we haven't spent a hundred hours grinding for the gear that yeah, prestiging and now it's nerfed and not worth anything. So now we get to do that grind all over again. Oh yeah, but that's Blizzard for you. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it seems like a odd choice for them, honestly, even to just nerf the whole game. I I think from what I've read, it feels like they're prolonging how long it takes to get to end game. And like this was like the quick, easy way to do it. But I don't know. They'll probably roll back some of the changes if they get too much, you know, backlash. I, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not playing it yet. I'm sure I'll play it eventually. You know, it, it's on my list of like how many things I'm trying to do. Things to do. Oh my goodness. Too many things to do. But uh, I want to say thank you to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, checking out. I hope you enjoy our special guest and uh, some new insights. Thank you to our special guest for being here and helping out because I needed some, I needed some expertise I needed on some this help. side. <laughs> and... Thank you to Brother Ray for our caricatures. I love them. I enjoy them. And they're my favorite. They're always my favorite. Thank you for the music. You're welcome. And I think that's it. This. No, I got to start with. I'm Matt. I'm Rose. And I'm Joe. <laughs> and this has been <laughs> Co-op Mode Plus One. You will keep gaming with your bestie. Ta-ta! <laughs>